Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. today make room everybody say make room. make room come on repeat after me god's not done, god's not done. So, we're not done. so we're not done come on god is not done with his church god is not done with your life god is not done he is still moving in the world today god is not done with his church god is not done with your life god is not done with with your heart god is not done with your ministry God is not done with your dreams. God is not done with your, your, your marriage. God is not done. So guess what? We're not done. There's a line in a song. Uh, I don't remember the song. Somebody can yell it out. But it says, if, if I'm not dead, I'm not done. You know, hey, man, until I'm dead, I'm going to serve Christ. Right? I'm going to give my all for the kingdom of God. Amen? And so we're going to talk for the next two weeks about make room. And this week, we're going to focus very specifically on, uh, on a passage of Scripture the Lord gave my wife and I uh, 11 years ago. 11 years ago, the Lord spoke to us about planting a church in Calgary, dropped a word in my heart. And honestly, I didn't really like the Scripture. I'm not going to lie to you because it's, it's an odd Scripture. But I felt like now it's beginning to make more sense to me as the time goes on. It was a prophetic Scripture. Uh, so we're going to look at that. We're going to just pull three thoughts from that. And then next week, we're going to talk about make room again. And what we're going to talk about next week is how we need to make room for our lost friends, our lost family members, our lost neighbors. We have little cards we're going to hand out to you. We're going to believe that this year, those people are going to find Christ. Amen. I'm praying for Dan and Kate. Uh, every day I see Dan and I'm, I keep, he finally said, stop inviting me to church. And so it's been a little awkward between us. I ain't going to lie. So I'm trying to figure out how to talk to him without talking about Jesus. But it's like, you know, but come on, I'm going to believe that Dan and Kate are going to come to Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, that's what we're praying for. So maybe you're right now thinking about a family member or we're going to talk next week about just, just reaching our neighbors, inviting them to the house of God and they might find Christ. Amen. Amen. So come on, we're going to get into this a little bit today. And, you know, we're stepping into a new season as a church, a church where we need to make room, a church where we need to open our doors, a church where we need to open our hearts. It's a season of growth. It's a season of expansion. It's a season of excitement. You've come to the church in the last six months. You're coming to the church in an exciting season of Love City Church. It's a season of faith. It's a season of stretching. It's a season of stepping out. It's a season of, of sacrifice. It's a season where you and I are praying there'll be new disciples in Christ and new uh, unbelievers and new, new, new miracles to happen in our lives. Now, I, I intended to have it on the stage today, but uh, they did a great job posting it on the wall, so that's okay. But there's a wall, or there's a, a map on the back of that wall today. Uh, when the church is over, I want you to go out and look at that map. That was the map that my wife and I put before us 11 years ago, and the Lord began to drop vision in my heart about gather, grow, give, and go, and about Isaiah 54, and planting groups and churches all throughout the city and, and Canada, and, and having a healthy church, not a, not a sexy church necessarily, and not a cool church necessarily, and maybe not the... The, the, the most well-known church, that's fine with me. I just want to be healthy. Why? Healthy things grow. And so if we can just be a healthy church, God will take care of the rest. And so you go back there and you look at that map and you catch the vision for what we wrote 11 years ago to believe what God is going to do in our church. And in that, you'll see that, that, that our heart, our desire was to reach not just, uh, that's why we call ourselves Love City Church rather than Love Community Church because we want to reach the entire city of Calgary. 
We might be small now. We might have a smaller expression now, but you just wait. God's got something great, and we need to make room for, uh, for people, make room to plant more churches, make, make room to plant more groups, yes. make room in order that we might reach people, listen, with the gospel of Jesus Christ, Amen. not the cute message of Ryan Iverson, not with the cool music of, of, of Love City Church, with the gospel, the good news of Christ, the message of Jesus for all who are lost and broken, that they might come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, let's read this scripture together in Isaiah chapter 54. Um, and it's verse one. Here we go. Sing. This is why it was a little odd for me. Sing, O childless woman. <laughs> it's like, what are you saying, Lord? <laughs> uh, you who have never given birth. Break into loud and joyful song, O Jerusalem. You have never been in labor for the desolate woman now has more children than the women who lives with her husband, says the Lord. Enlarge your house. Build an addition. Spread out your home. Spare no expense. For you will soon be bursting at the seams. Let me say it again. For you will be soon bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and will resettle ruined cities. First, before I continue, I want to speak a prophetic message right now to every uh, young couple or couple in this church that are trying to get pregnant. There, I can think of three couples right now that have asked us for prayer for pregnancy. Come on, church, we're going to pray right now. We're going to believe that right now there is going to be a supernatural seed planted in that womb. And that whatever's going on that's keeping this child from being born, it will be stopped right now. Church, can you pray with me? Come on, let's close your eyes for a moment. I want you just to extend your hands towards this. I don't know, extend it to this cup like it's somebody. I don't know. But, but let's just pray in the name of Jesus right now. We declare, Father, for those in the room and those in our church that are trying to get pregnant. Lord, we don't know what's going on, whether it be physical, Lord, whether it be emotional or stress or, Lord, even physical ailment. We declare right now. Come on, church, are you with me? Come on, we declare right now that, Lord, there will be supernatural pregnancy. Lord, you did it with Abraham and Sarah. Lord, you did it all throughout Scripture. Supernatural pregnancy. So we declare right now, even by the sound of my voice, when I pray for their womb, open that womb right now. We pray for health in that womb. We pray that they would carry that baby to full term and that we would grow the church with new children, oh God. Lord, we pray for those right now that are feeling discouraged. Lord, we declare, sing, O childless woman, you have never given birth. Break into loud and joyful song, O young woman and young man, for you have never been in labor, for the, the desolate woman now has more children. We declare children in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Come on. So the context of this verse here today in Isaiah is that the people of Israel... Uh, for many years were being just disobedient to the Lord. They weren't listening to God. He was their people. It was their to, he was their church. And they weren't listening. They were, uh, they were marrying other cultures and they were uh, allow, worshiping other gods and they were allowing all sorts of things in their life to impact them. And, and um, what we see in the scripture is that, that what this moment is when they were taken into the Babylonian captivity, God allowed them, hear me, allowed them to get taken captive 
so that they were now under a new rule and reign in a foreign country where they were no longer have the rights to serve God as they once did. They were being kept from worshiping their God and they were taken into a place where they were being renamed into a Babylonian culture and they were being re-identified as Babylonians and all of their faith in God, all of their ritual, all of their, their relationship with Christ, the relationship with God was trying to be shut down in this season of Babylon. But here's, here's the reality. While they were in Babylon for 70 years, God was still trying to encourage them and to woo them and to bring them back to him. He was saying, listen, repent of your sin. Humble yourself. Come back to God. Don't run from me any longer. Get these idols out of your life. Stop serving foreign gods. Return to me. Repent of your sin. Come on, don't be a halfway Christian. Be an all-way Christian. Come on, don't be halfway for God. Go all in for God. He was like, come on, humble yourself. Repent. And finally, the people of Israel, they humbled themselves and they repented and they turned their lives to God. And this is when God began to deliver them out of the Babylonian captivity. And Isaiah 54 is written right when they were now resettling back into Israel, back into Jerusalem, back into where they were. They hadn't been able to be permanent. They hadn't been able to put their roots down. They hadn't been able to build a house that they would have for a long time because they knew that a day would come where they would be released from this Babylonian captivity. And so here they were, now back in their land, back in the place that they once were. And God was now giving them permission, saying, listen, now that you've repented, now that you've gotten your heart right, now that you're serving me, now that you're back on track with me, I want you to begin to build a house. I want you to put your roots down. I want you to begin to build a family. I want you to begin to know that you're going to be here permanently. I'm going to help you build a house where many of God's people can dwell. And so here in this scripture, they were coming back to this place. They were coming back to Jerusalem and they were being resettled back into their homes. And this was this, the context of this verse was now you can put your roots down. Now you can make this your home. Now you can make this permanent. Listen, this isn't going to happen again. If you keep your heart right, keep your heart healthy and keep serving me, I'm going to give you permission to build a house and build a family and Plant your roots down and make this a permanent reality for yourself. And this is honestly a very similar season to what we've been in. In six years, we've been in five different locations. <laughs> six years, five locations. Each location, God has sent us to a new place. We've definitely been in the desert. Third Academy was the desert. It was just... <laughs> smelly, poopy, green grass desert, but I, I wouldn't change it for one second. I wouldn't change it for one minute, even though if you were here today and you came, I know there was one individual in our church who, who, who came back to the church, praise God, and he visited us there, and I was like, I'm so sorry. It was really bad, but praise God, the desert land was bad, but six years, five locations, uh, six years, and, and we hit two years of COVID. We just started seeing some traction as a church, and COVID hits, and we had to shut down, and my American brothers and sisters were like, oh, it's so hard. I'm like, oh, really? It's hard, really, for you? Okay, like, really? Like, I get arrested if I have a prayer meeting in my home, for goodness sakes, like, and so we were COVID and like all that stuff. And you know what I mean? Like it was just a hard season. And it was, it was a lot of casualties of, of COVID war from like just what to do. And you know, all the things that went on, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Just forget it. Change the channel, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, then we 
got kicked out of our last facility that we thought was going good. And then, my goodness, it was by another church. Praise God. And so we were like, what the heck is going on? And then God leads us here to this place. And we're thinking, okay, we started here with one service. Now we fill up two services. Second service is an overflow. Good Friday, we were in three rooms. And Easter, and people are getting saved and coming to church. And Google is healthy church in Calgary. Oh, Love City Church. Sounds weird, but I'll go try it. <laughs> You know, like, oh, what is this place? You know, are they okay? You know, no, we, we are stand by the word of God and we're all good. Happily married for 18 years, praise God. And here we are. And it's like, okay, now God's saying, okay, we thought this place was going to be temporary. We thought we were going to, we signed a one-year lease. We were going to go buy a building in Calgary or try to release a place. And for some reason, God keeps opening the door of opportunity for us to expand into this facility. So what I want to do today is I want to just help you understand three things that I feel like God's saying prophetically to our church for this scripture. Three things for us today that we need to understand. The first thing is this. We need to make room for fresh faith. We need to make room in our hearts for fresh faith. I just felt like as I was studying, man, we, some of us got some stale faith, me included. We got some stale faith, man. Oh, this is going to cost too much money. Oh, what are we going to do? Well, we serve a God who owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Well, man, like I've been praying for this thing and it's not going to work out or all of these different, you know, we, we, we sometimes in our, our walk with God, we need someone to get up or we need God mostly to get up and say, hey, it's time to have some fresh faith in me. It's time to have some fresh faith that my promises are yes and amen in Christ. Sing, oh childless woman, you who have never given birth, break out into loud and joyful song. He's asking this woman in this, this analogy in this woman to begin to sing as though what you want is already happening. I want you to begin to sing and I want you to begin to shout and I want you to have joy. Why? Because what you are praying for, you may not see it with your physical eye, but we live by faith and not by sight. Begin to sing, oh woman. Begin to sing for what you're believing for. Begin to shout out loud and sing and cry out and worship. I don't have the child yet. It's okay. Have some fresh faith. Have some faith for what God's going to do in your life. Faith worship is a faith expression. On a personal level, isn't it easy to come into church on Sunday when you just got a promotion or you just got that new relationship? Like, God is so good. Hallelujah. I got a new girlfriend. Yes, hallelujah. It's easy to come into church and pray. I got a promotion. Hallelujah. I got a new house. God's good. Come on, I got, I got a tax return. I didn't expect it. Way more than I ever wanted. I'm going to buy a boat. Hallelujah. <laughs> He's coming to church and he's just so excited. Praise God. How about when life ain't good? How about when you don't have that child? How about when you don't have the promotion? How about when life isn't good? How about when on the way to church, you and your wife were veins were popping out of your neck and you're yelling at each other? How about when you look at your children and think, man, are they filled with a demon? I don't know. Like, how about in life when life is not good? When it's hard? Are you willing to say, you know what? I don't see it. I don't understand it. I'm literally, he says that you are barren. This is the season for our church of fresh faith. It's a fresh faith to believe that there's going to be a fresh faith in our church. And obviously faith in Jesus, but faith, faith for what God has said he was going to do in our church. What could God do with our little faith? 
What could God do if we begin to believe that he can do the impossible? What could God do if we believe he wants to reach more people? What could we do if we said, man, God does want us to start a Bible college and plant churches and launch more groups and reach more people and be in an environment where hurting and broken people can come. What would God do if we just said, you know what, let's just believe it. I'm all in. Let's go. And look what God could do. What could God do in your life? The thing you're praying for, the thing you're hoping for, what could God do? We see this actually in Mark chapter nine. This young man had uh, been filled with a demon and his father was asking Jesus for help. And Jesus came to him and said, well, how long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, well, since he was a little boy and the spirit often throws him into the fire, into the water, trying to kill him. Well, Jesus, we have mercy and help us if you can. I love Jesus response. He's like, what do you mean if I can you know, Lord, I'm really having marriage problems. Like, it's just been really hard. It's, you know, we just don't get along. Like, Jesus, you know, if you want, like, maybe could you help us? He's like, what's wrong with you? Of course. Of course I want your marriage to be whole. Of course I want to heal your body. Of course I want to transform your mind. Of course I want to add people to the house of the Lord. Of course. What do you mean if I can? Anything is possible if a person believes. Now, you be careful now. You say, well, if I put my mind to it, then it'll happen. No, if it's according to God's will, I just want to have that boat. It's like, okay, well, that's not God's will for your life. You're going to crash it. (laughs) Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out. Look at this. I do believe, but Lord, help me overcome my unbelief. That's what I felt the Lord wanted me to pray right now. A lot of prayer today for our unbelief. I just sense this in my heart. I've been praying for this in our church. I sense in my heart that there has been a, I don't want to call it a spirit of unbelief. Maybe it's a spirit of unbelief. There's just been this idea of like, I'm good going to church and I'm good receiving like whatever God gives me. But I I have a hard time believing that he can do the supernatural, unbelievable miracle in my life. You know, I'm just good, you know, taking the medication, being happy with that. But I need to believe, you know, but I don't know if God can ever really heal me. I'm good just like, you know, seeking counsel or I'm good, you know, like seeing a marriage counsel, it's good. But I I think God, it'll be work out. But I really don't believe that God can actually restore and heal my heart and make my marriage unified once again. We we, we have a, a level of faith. I do believe, he says, I know you can do it. But Lord, I feel like I'm struggling in my belief. And I believe many of you here today have been wounded and broken by disappointment. And I'm prophesying to you right now. There are people in the room right now who have had ideas and plans for their life. And it did not work out like you hoped. And you love God and you believe in God. But you have an unbelief in your heart because of disappointment with how life is turning out. And so you look at your life. And you say, God, I love you and I'm going to follow you and I'm going to just keep going. But I have a hard time believing for the impossible because every single time I believe for it, it never works out like I hope. There's this sense of deep disappointment and it causes us to almost be like a little bit of bitterness towards God. And you're good and you can worship and I can read my word. But deep in the recesses of my subconscious heart, there is a a layer of anger or disappointment or frustration with God that this is how my life is working out. And you're saying, God, I love you and I believe in you, but I do have a level of unbelief. This is what I'm learning in my life. There's been things in my life that I realized were contributing to my unbelief. And as I begin to cut those things out of my life, I realize my faith has grown. 
because I will not allow those things to impact my understanding of who God is. Listen, things don't work out and it's okay, but Lord, I still love you and I believe in you. You can do the impossible. I may not see it. I prayed for miracles for 30 years, 35 years. And in my lifetime, I've literally only seen one person healed in front of me. Does that mean God can't heal? Nope. He's going to heal when he wants to heal. I'm just going to stay faithful to believe that he can do the impossible. I want to pray right now. Come on, close your eyes for a moment. Father, I just pray. I don't know if it's a spirit, God. I don't, I don't know, but you know, Lord, this idea of unbelief. Lord, this is what I believe uh, keeps us from experiencing what you have for us that is above and beyond all that we could ask or dream or imagine. Lord, in 1 Corinthians, it says that no eye has seen and no ear has heard and no mind has understood what the Lord has prepared for those that love him. So Father, I pray for unbelief right now. I pray for those in the room, God, who are struggling with unbelief. I pray for those in the room, God, who are struggling with their understanding of who you are. I pray right now, Father, the Lord, we pray, Lord, would you help us overcome our unbelief? And we break unbelief right now. And we declare it's a fresh season of faith in the name of Jesus Christ. In your mighty name, amen. 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 Come on, aren't you glad you came to church today? Yes. Come on, second one, make room for more miracles. Now, I know we talked about this a little already, but I want to go back to it. I want to tie these two together that, yes, we're believing for a fresh faith, but not only a fresh faith of belief, but also we want to actually see it. Yes, yes, yeah. So the first thing we've got to deal with is that can you have faith even when you don't see it? Can you sing even when the baby's not there? Can you sing even when the promotion's not happening? That's the first thing God's doing. But I believe the second thing he's going to do is we're going to believe. Come on, God, we're going to see it. Yeah. We're to make room for more miracles. Look what he says. For the desolate woman now has more children. Say now. 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 This means that as she's singing, something is happening, happening in the supernatural realm that has not happened in the physical realm. This means that when you and I have fresh faith and begin to sing to God and believe in God and have faith in God, something is shifting in the supernatural realm. Something is shifting even though you don't see it. Something is shifting, even though I don't have it in front of me. And we believe that God is going to do supernatural miracles in our midst. He says, sing. God wants to do a new thing in your heart. Amen. He wants to do a new thing in our midst. Look what, look what Isaiah said a couple of chapters prior. But he says, forget all that. You know what he's referring to? He's referring to the Red Sea crossing. He says, yeah, that was good. It was really good. But forget about it. It's nothing compared to what I'm about to do. He's not saying forget about it, like don't remember it. He's saying, listen, all the things you've seen me do were really good, but what I'm about to do is even greater, for I'm about to do something new. See, look at this. I've already begun. I don't see it. Well, listen, it's already begun in the supernatural realm. He's already brought that miracle. He's already brought that supernatural sign and wonder. He's already brought your neighbor who you've been uh, reaching, uh, telling them about Jesus. He's already brought that, that location that we need to expand our church. He's already brought that new relationship. He's already brought, he's already working in the supernatural realm. He says, don't you see it? Why? Because as followers of Jesus, we do not live by our natural sight. We live by faith. Remember, faith is the evidence of things what? Faith is the evidence of things I can't see. I don't see it. But we're going to believe that we believe in Isaiah 43 and Isaiah 54 that they did see it. 
This wasn't just a prophetic word over their life. They actually began to build houses in Israel. They actually began to restore the temple of God. They actually began to put their roots down. They were actually set free from Babylon. They were actually seeing uh, new children being born. They were actually seeing their vineyards grow and their fruit grow. They were actually seeing what for 70 years God was prophesying would happen. They actually saw it. And we are going to believe that we are actually going to see the, 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 the outpouring of God's spirit in our church. Outpouring of God's spirit in your life. What miracle are you? praying for come on prodigal to come home and maybe it's to find a new job or maybe it's to find a new relationship or a physical healing or a new birth or what is our church praying for more disciples of jesus more lost people more broken people more hurting people more families more young children more children more empty nesters praise god more old people praise god more of god's children coming to the house of god being rooted and planted in a healthy church that's only motivation is to bring glory to God and to be healthy and to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're going to believe we're going to see it. How is this going to happen, Ryan? How are we going to do it? What's your big plan? Well, let me break out my 50-step plan. It has nothing to do with me. Zechariah, the very same context as Isaiah, they just came out of Babylon and Zerubbabel was called, Zerubbabel, say that twice, Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, <laughs> was called to rebuild the church. And God came to Zerubbabel and said, listen, you're going to do this. And look what he says. He said, this is God's message to Zerubbabel. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Look at this. You will succeed because of my spirit. Though you are few and though you are weak, you will succeed because of my spirit. How is it going to do it? God adds to the church. God builds a church. We stay faithful. We have hearts of purity, hearts of holiness. We keep the right motivation. We keep putting Jesus first. We keep being good stewards of our finances. We stay holy as individuals and holy as a church. We make sure that he's the chief uh, cornerstone of our church. As we continue just to serve God day by day, guess what's going to happen? We will succeed because of God's spirit. Lastly, here today, we need to make room for a growing family. Fresh faith, more miracles, and our growing family. Look what he says. I switched it over to the message. Don't be offended, Ryan. It's okay. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. Enlarge the place of your tent. A tent was a place where there was safety and there was nourishment and there was health and covering and there was a place where you could find, would be dry when it was wet or it was safety from the elements. It was a place where it was health for you to be in that tent. Our family is growing and this is what's happening in our church right now. We're growing and we're seeing more and more people come to Jesus. Our church is growing. We're seeing more and more people come to the house of God. And, and as we remember, as we stepped into this year, my wife had a word. It was the word strength. One of the things we want to do is we want to strengthen, strengthen the church because we knew the Lord said, if you, if you strengthen these areas, I will send more people. And so there's several areas where we strengthened. We strengthened uh, our, we believe that new believers need to be taught about who God is. And so foundations class, Hinka and Kenang took over from uh, Bassi Udo, who Bassi sacrificed two years of her life 
to walk people through the Purple Book every Wednesday night for like 16 weeks. And people would not show up sometimes and she'd still be faithful and more people would come. And so I just want to honor Bassie today. Bassie laid a beautiful foundation. Come on, let's put our hands together and thank her this morning. She came and she said, I'll do it. And she showed up. And prior to them, where are some other people? But you guys are fine. Like, that's... She served and she did. She laid a beautiful foundation. And when Yinka and Kinang took the baton from her, we, you know, put that together. And now we've had people go through this week. This time we have three people, three of them who've in the recent uh, years given their life to the Lord. And Essence got water baptized last Sunday and she got a new Bible. And we got Keenan who gave his life during premarital counseling to the Lord. And come on, he's going to get water baptized. Praise Jesus. That is about new believers and getting new believers. So foundations. Then we said, okay, man, we want to on-ramp people into our church. And so Vince and Justine helped us with Discover and getting new people into the church and new people connected and all of those different things. And so they've been doing an incredible job with that as well. We started Discover 2, which helps you become a member of the church, a partner in the church, you know, be, be a part of what we're doing. Make this your home church. Root yourself, plant yourself. And so that's been incredible. But there's a few more things we believe that God wants us to strengthen in this next season. And here's the next one. How are we going to make room for more people? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to make room for more discipleship relationships by planting new groups throughout the city. We've just changed some of our structure and we have plans to launch groups in the Northwest. Praise God, Northwest people. Okay. You guys aren't ready. You're like, I don't live there. I don't care. You're supposed to celebrate anything we do, guys. Like, is it going to be convenient for me? <laughs> Come on, the Northwest, praise God. Come on, the Southwest, praise God. The Northeast, praise God. And more in the Southeast, because that's where we are. But we actually are working diligently with Joel and Catherine helping us do this to launch some new groups here. And you'll have more about that coming in. And we're looking, we want to double our groups by the summer. Amen. So that'll mean we'll have 10 groups in our, in our church. Amen. So that's something that cool that's happening. And we, that's been a strategy from the very beginning is to launch these groups all across the city. And if you want to be a group leader, you can email me, info at lovecitychurch.ca. The second area we want to make room for is for our kids and youth to experience Jesus to make godly relationships and have tons of fun, amen? Uh, last week, I think we had like 85 kids or something here. And there's, they're, just, they're just like literally falling out of people's bodies. It's just like, we have so many kids in our church. It's a sign of great life. It's a good, it's a good thing. How many of you love being in the lobby and little kids are running around and causing problems and not causing problems, you know, they're just running around having fun. That's a sign of a healthy church. That's a sign of a healthy church. And so um, we are excited about this next season. So what's happened is, is that uh, a couple of weeks ago, we already told you about the potential step out of the new facility into this little bay right here. I'll show you this little bay. So here we're on the basement here in the underground church basement here. And this space here, uh, they opened it up to us. Now we were up in the, up, uh, in the design center upstairs and I ran into the landlord's father and he's the building manager. And he says to me, hey, Ryan, I'm really sorry that this didn't work out. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> he goes, I'm really sorry that it didn't work out for you guys to move in there. I know you were excited, but I'm really sorry about that. And I was like, in my heart, I'm like, oh, God, help me. What are you talking about? I've announced it to the church. This has happened too many times. <laughs> Our last experience, I actually got a key for a building and took a picture and showed the church. <laughs> 
Praise God, everybody! Two weeks later, it fell through. I was like, oh, sorry. So just keep your, your expectations really low, guys. No, just kidding. Just kidding. My wife's just kidding. It's just kidding. So he said to us, he said, uh, I'm really sorry. And I said, that's cut on. Because the last conversation I had, everything was peachy keen, fine, awesome, gold. Let's, let's do it. He's, no, I'm really sorry. So I immediately emailed the landlord. He set up an appointment with us. Hi, Courtney. He set up an appointment with us. And we sat down with, Cor or not Courtney. Did you have to distract me? Justin. And Justin sat down, and my wife and I were pretty much discouraged. We're like, okay, this is going to suck. We're going to have to find a new place, and this isn't going to work because our church is growing. And, you know, it's crazy in, in this small little 3,700 square feet. You know, we've got, you know, 200 and, you know, some odd people coming to church every Sunday, and it's just like, okay, this isn't working. And we sat down, Ryan Voros, Steph and I, and he just, within seconds, he says, you know what, guys, I'm way too busy. Like, with our, our business has been growing, and I think it's because our church is here. He says, we've gotten the lottery home for the next two years. We've seen incredible increase. It's because of God's house, amen. Um, and he says to me, I just can't handle this anymore. Here's the keys. You guys just do whatever you want. And I'm just going to give you a year free rent. How about that? Because I'm not going to charge you for the whole year to take over this new space. And so I, I, I like that some of you clap, but I feel like some of you are staring at me like, like I'm speaking French. I'm going to say this again. We were given 2,500 square feet of space for free. Come on. That's a miracle. And then he says, listen, I really want you guys to have this whole building. He goes, I want to be upstairs with, with our thing, but I really believe in the next year or two, you can expand into this 5,000 square feet. That's about this. There's offices here. He says, I want you to have these offices. The design center that's here, I want that to be your lobby. I believe, and there's been, I believe the Lord's going to give us this building. We're going to believe that, um, that that's going to happen. And so we're excited about this reality. We're excited about what's coming up. We want to make room for, for, for more kids. So this is what that facility will look like. We've changed it a little bit, so don't hold too tightly to this. It's actually already changed, but... Uh, I won't go into it, but let's just, like you walk in the door here. We're gonna add double doors, walk in here and you'll check your kids in. And this will be just a big space for our kids area. There'll be a stage here for worship and we're gonna put, you know, rock wall and basketball court and a bunch of fun things in there. We've switched this down. Now the preschool is gonna be over here now. This big whole thing is gonna be preschool. And then we'll have a foster care closet. We are excited about this. A place where foster families can come and have free brand new stuff. Hopefully it's all of it's brand new. Don't give your old tea bags, okay? Brand new stuff. Any foster care family in the city can come. And then we'll have a big storage unit here. We're gonna have a kitchen here. And then we've moved the bathrooms, but we'll have two bathrooms here. And so this is gonna be our new kid center. Parents will come drive in here. You can check your kids. What age is on? Four, yeah. So basically, like four to ten or four to nine. Anyways, so you can come in here and check in here. So this is going to be our whole kids center. It's going to be incredible. Our kids can run around and make noise and eat food and have fun and play games. We're going to have foosball tables and ping pong tables, and it's going to be super fun. And so that's going to be awesome. And so also, we're going to make room by planting churches or planting groups and churches too. Planting groups. We're going to make room for our kids and our next generation. And we're going to make room for people to know Jesus so we can make disciples and plant churches. 
Come on, we're going to do that by expanding this space down here. So what we're going to do is when you come down the stairs now, this will be our new family room. Praise God. With what couches and I'm going to move maybe this TV or that TV in there so you have a big, good view so you can watch it. We're going to make our nursery larger. Praise God. Uh, we're potentially, this is maybe going to put a hallway here so we only have more than just these bathrooms so that our ladies can have more washrooms. Uh, but these here, and just so you know, if you're a guy and it's busy or a girl's busy and the other bathroom's open, you can just use it. It's okay. <laughs> they're, they're like, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be careful what I say next. But our lobby's going to get bigger. We're going to take out this nursery thing here. And our lobby's going to get huge. And then we're going to bang this whole wall out. And we're going to add 50 new chairs back here. So it'll be 100, 135 people sitting in this room. And it's going to be fantastic. And you'll enter here. And it's going to be great. So we want to make more space for more people. Because I want to. I don't want to go to three services if we don't have to. Praise God. But come on. How can you be a part of this? Well, you can pray. Can I have my ushers help me, please? Vince, you want to help me? Or somebody? There they are. Come on, we made these for you guys. Come on, take one of these. They're going to pass them out. So the first thing you can do is you can pray. Everyone say pray. pray. On this card here. The area is what we're praying for. If you're online and you don't have a card, you can go to lovecitychurch.ca forward slash make room or on the Church Center app. Uh, we have all this information on there as well, but we want you in the room to have a card. Come on, let's look at this together. Why don't you turn to the very back page? We're going to pray. And this is what we're going to pray for. We listed all these things out on here. Come on, what's the first one on there? Come on, say it real loud. Come on, let's read this together. We're going to pray for families with young children. Thank you, Andrew. We're going to pray for families with young children to experience the presence of Jesus, to grow in their walk with God, and to make friendships even in the family room. Praise God. Come on, our little ones. Number two, our little ones here in our, our, our family room. I think, oh, wrong one, sorry. Right here in our family room here, this should be actually, uh, it's kind of not, Anyways, our little ones pray that these little ones would not only be safe and happy, but they would have peace while in the nursery. That's right, nursery, sorry. Nursery as their parents experience a Sunday gathering. Amen? Amen. Come on, number three, our fellowship. Pray that in this space there be new relationships formed, relationships deepened, a sense of community here. Pray we be filled with laughter and expectation for what God is doing. Amen? Come on, number four, our auditorium, the presence of Jesus. Come on, say the presence of Jesus. Pray that people would experience the tangible presence of God, freedom in their lives, and grow closer to God through the Bible message. Pray that the lost will be found, the disciples will be made. Amen? Come on, number five, our next generation. Or our next generation in this space. Pray the older kids, junior high and high schoolers that meet in this space would encounter Jesus and their lives will be transformed forever. Pray they'll make lifelong godly relationships that will lead them to Jesus. Come on. Number six. Let's read this together. Everyone out loud. We love this city. One, two, three. Pray that the foster care families will experience the love and care of Jesus. Are you praying with me? Are you reading with me? I don't hear you. Let's try again. Pray that the foster care families will experience the love and care of Jesus. 
Pray for salvation for those families, as well as supernatural provision and protection. Also pray the Lord will open more doors of opportunity than to continue to serve our city. Come on, number seven, hospitality. Read it with me. Pray that many will be blessed by the hospitality and love that comes from this kitchen. Pray that we can feed many families, people in need, and neighborhood businesses. Come on, number eight, spiritual growth and new believers. Pray that the growth night classes and foundation classes I'm going to pause real quick so you can see it on here. Sorry. This is up in the second second level. You'll enter through here. There'll be classrooms here, offices here, media studio, but we want to have all of our grow nights up here and all of our different classrooms. Let's read it again. Number eight, pray that the grow night classes, foundation classes. Are you reading with me? Come on now. I know it's hard to engage, but the, come on. Pray that the grow night classes and foundation classes and discover classes happening in these spaces will be filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Pray that people's hearts will be open to God's word and there will be radical life change in their homes. Come on, number nine, administration and counseling. Pray that many people will find freedom from past trauma and bondage in their lives. Pray that those who are planning and organizing in our church would have creativity, clarity, and favor. And lastly, number 10, creative. Pray for the videos that will be filmed in this space, that they will help tell the stories of changed lives and connect people to what God is doing in our midst. Church, thank you. I said lives, thank you. All right, here, here's what we're, we're praying for. So also, how else can you help? What can I do, Ryan? How can I be involved? Well, you can give, three ways to give, your time. You can help wherever you need, wherever there's a need. Maybe you need to bring a meal, or maybe you say, Ryan, I can't do construction, but I can clean up, or I can hold a tool, or I can do whatever, right? Maybe you need to come, and I can sure swing a hammer at a drywall and knock that thing down. I need to work out some aggression anyways, you know? <laughs> Wherever you say, I don't know where, I'm not really good at anything, but I can just be here, I need your help. Yes. We need your help. Come on, your time. Even if it's 30 minutes, even if it's an hour, even if it's a week, praise God, whatever you can give. Come on, let's give our time. What else can you give? You're gonna give your talents to help in a specific area of ability. Maybe you're a carpenter, maybe you're an electrician, maybe you're a plumber, maybe you're a drywaller, maybe you can mud and tape, praise God. Maybe you can help in some way where you have a specific area of gifting. We need your help. Let me read a scripture here and then I'll show you about the third way you could help here today and then we'll end our time together. Exodus 36, one, they were building the temple. Look what it says. The Lord has gifted Bezalel, Oliab, and the other skilled craftsmen with wisdom and ability to perform any task involved in building the sanctuary. Let them construct and furnish the tabernacle just as the Lord commanded. So Moses summoned these men and all the others who were specially gifted by the Lord and were eager to get to work. Moses gave the materials donated by the people of Israel as a sacred offerings for the completion of the sanctuary. But the people continued to bring additional gifts each morning. And finally, the craftsmen who were working on the sanctuary left their work and they went to Moses and reported, the people have given more than enough materials to complete the job. The Lord has commanded us to do. And so Moses gave the command and this message was sent throughout the camp. Men and women, don't prepare any more gifts for the sanctuary. We have enough. Stop. So the people stopped bringing their sacred offer, uh, sacrifices and the con their contributions were more than enough to complete the whole project. The third thing we can do is come on, you can give your time, you can give your talents, and you can give your treasures. 
You can give a, a, an offering above and beyond your tithe. And that's between you and the Holy Spirit. But I just believe in this next season, there's a lot we're gonna have to do. We have money in our in our uh, building fund, praise God. But there might be need. We might, we wanna build, get new chairs and we need to do some sound in here and visual. We need to get drywall materials and wood and we need to buy some kids things up there. And so there might be some things. Right now, I just believe that that's between you and the Holy Spirit. Just ask him, Lord, do you want me to give above me on my tie the treasure of mine? And if he says yes, then go for it. Yes. If not, give your time. Yes. Give your talents. Yes. Give it another way. That's fine. I believe the Lord is going to provide for every need we have. I don't need to beg and I don't need to say anything. The Holy Spirit's job is to speak to us in this season as we lay our lives down and say, okay, God, how can we make room for more people? How can we make room? How can we make room for more people to know Jesus? I want to read this last scripture to you today and then I'll release you. It says this in Zechariah chapter 4, 6, 4.10 rather. Do not despise the small beginnings. Look at this. For the eyes of the Lord rejoice to see the work begin. God looks down on his church and says, okay, I'm going to give you this. I can't wait to see my people put their hands and their hearts together to build a church that's making room for more people. Don't despise a small beginning. Don't look at it and think, oh, it's not that much or it's too much or it's this or it's that. Come on, just remember that God has us in this season to reach more people, amen? It is beautiful in the eyes of God. This temple that they built lasted longer than any temple, all the temples put together. This was the temple that Jesus walked his feet into. This was the temple that Jesus visited. This was the temple that Jesus walked into. And that's what we're believing, that Jesus is gonna walk in the room and that our future generations are gonna finish the work. Zero Bubble started the work, literally in this text. Zero Bubble started the work, guess who finished it? Ezra. And I mean that, just not um, in any other way other than this. We get to start it, our children get to finish it. We get to start it. Our kids, kids, kids get to be a part of it. So as we step into this new season of making room, I want you to stand to your feet and I'm going to pray. Come on, right now, would you just place your hands out before you real quick before I let you go today? Come on, I want to pray one final prayer. Lord, I just pray that in this season, Father, that we would just be connected as a family. And every person who calls Love City Church home would say, this is, this is their next season. This is their call. This is their church. This is their ministry. Lord, together we get to step into a new season. So I pray, Holy Spirit, today that you would speak to our hearts. Where do we need to give our time, Lord? I know I've been asking, Lord, what do we need to give? Lord, whether it be time or treasure or talents. Lord, where do you want us to give? Lord, how can we pray in this season? God, I pray that we would be unified as one. And Father, we are preparing a, a temple for you, a place for you, for our children. Why? We know you're going to send us more. More lost people, more disciples, but more broken and hurting Christians, more people who need a healthy church environment. So Lord, we say, here we are, Father, send us. Now, Holy Spirit, would you drop on their heart and their mind, just drop thoughts, drop, whether it be a number or whether it be a time or whether it be a specific area, Lord, drop it in their heart, even over this next week. Would you speak to them and open up our hearts and may many come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, come on, everybody said, amen. Come on. Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. 
Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.